Chasing It Outdoors, right here on the Chasing It Outdoors podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shiver Outdoor and Archery, located in Leesburg, Georgia, 1461 U.S. 19 South, for all of your hunting and fishing needs. All right, welcome back to another Chasing It Outdoor podcast right here on the Chasing It Outdoor Network. Man, oh man, oh man, do I have a good one for us tonight. This is going to be fun, and I want to go ahead and apologize for this podcast because I don't know where this is going to go, all right? The guest that I got on tonight is by far the most famous person that I have in my phone book, in my phone, more, he's, he's more famous than any other phone number that I got. So, and we've been buddies for, I don't know, five or six years now. So this could wind up becoming real interesting, just depending upon how many bush lattes I, he, or we have. But anyway, I know this gentleman, if, I don't know if y'all seen my post on Facebook earlier today, but I know this guy by the name of Scotty Evans. Most of you are going to know him by Botox on TikTok. And Botox has gone and just flat blown up on TikTok. And like I said, he's now the most famous person I know. I don't know if I should call you Botox or if I should call you Scotty. Call me Scotty. <laughs> Scotty. What's going on, dude? How are you? Oh, hanging in there, brother. How you holding up? Oh, dude, it's like a loose tooth. And, and I just I got done. I know some people have seen your Facebook uh, post about it because I had a couple guys in here earlier today like, hey, you heard you're going to do a podcast with Robbie. I'm like, he must have. I, I didn't know you had posted anything. So I was like, yeah, I am actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, I just got done eating. Wifey made some taco salad and I scarfed it down in a hurry. Whoo, I'm full. Yeah, I, uh, I actually sucked down some uh, Arby's on the way home. And Lord have mercy that uh, a smokehouse brisket ain't no joke, but brother. Good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Put you in a food coma. But yeah, man. So you, uh, you, uh, said something about, you know, what people call me, whether it's Scotty or Botox, a little backstory on the whole Botox name. And I think I may have mentioned this in another podcast, but, uh, when I, uh, originally switched my personal account to pretty much an archery only ordeal account, I was trying to think of what, what's, a, what's kind of a funny name. You know, I wouldn't look for like a cool name or anything like that. I was like, something the people kind of chuckle at. I was like, hmm, Botox, Botox. And 90,000 followers later, it's too late to change it. I'm glad you stuck with Botox. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you stuck with Botox. Well, do me a favor, and you kind of just elaborated on it, and I was going to ask that question. But take a second, tell, a look, tell everybody that's listening, because either A, they know you by Botox on TikTok, or they don't know you at all unless they're in and around the commerce area. But take a second and just tell us a little bit about you and yourself and how you got into doing what it is that you do. As far as the shop goes, you mean? Yeah, all of it. Yeah. So, uh, oh, going way back, uh, to 2015 was the original LLC of Feathers and Antlers Outdoors. Uh, didn't have a store at the time or anything. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, waterfowl hunting was actually my first love getting into the industry. Um, uh, absolutely obsessed with duck hunting back in the day. Still love it to this day, but you can only kill so many wood ducks till it's like, okay, I need something else to do. Um, yeah, that's kind of all we have around here. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, 
So I actually used to make waterfowl calls, uh, a lot of mallard calls, a couple of wood duck calls here and there, and I uh, traveled around the country uh, doing the uh, hunting expos. Uh, if you're in Georgia, you've heard of the uh, um, uh, Buckarama and the Outdoor Blast. Those are the kind of hunting expos me and my old man used to do. He would sell camouflage and I would sell duck calls. We did that for about two years. Uh, we were in a different city every uh, weekend for six months out of the year. We did okay with it, but between the price of the booth and basically the amount of money we were making towards the end, we were like, you know what? There's nothing in our area in Commerce, Georgia, where we're at now. Let's just rent a space and see what happens. Well, uh, fast forward to present day 2024, as of uh, 23 days ago, uh, we are now pretty much a uh, premier outdoor sporting goods store with everything but firearms. We're still working on that. Uh, but as far as high-end high apparel, Sitka, Badlands, Drake Waterfowl, um, currently have, I think, four bow lines. We carry uh, Bowtech, Prime, Darton, and uh, Bear Archery, and then, of course, 10-point Raven crossbows. Um, a lot of uh, tournament bass fishing gear uh, between Shimano, Daiwa, and, of course, all your baits. I'm not even going to get in that. You've got fishing at your <laughs> store. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can talk for hours. You, you you look at you look like look at four or five rows and you would never guess there's five thousand skews there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no joke. But yeah, that's uh, basically where we uh, started and where we're at now, and uh, the sky's the limit. What kind of future plans do you have for that location? Are y'all staying there? Y'all got something else in the works, or we just gonna uh, kind of ride it till it bucks you? Yeah, we we've uh, talked around the idea of getting our freestanding building. Uh, uh, we're actually in a Tanger Outlet Center for anybody that doesn't know. And uh, Tanger's been really good to us. Um, they've never really given us a reason to leave. Um, you know, we, we've tossed around the idea, but for, for the time being, we're definitely going to stay where we're at. Well, y'all have got a pretty place up there. I mean, y'all have done a good job with it. And mm -hmm. you seem to have a really big draw. Um, I mean, I talked to, to people here that, and we're four hours from one another or so that, you know, they'll they'll tell me, yeah, I went into a bow shop at the Tanger Outlet. I didn't even know that the mall had bow shops. And I'm like, oh, you did? Really? Well, that that pretty little dude that's in there, that's a buddy of mine. Um, but, yeah, so that's cool, man. Y'all been busy? Did y'all have a good year this year? We did. Uh, we had a really good uh, year last year. A um, lot, lot more online sales, but also a lot more foot traffic in general, people driving a long ways to come see us. Um, and so far, you know, well, like I said, we're only 23 days into the 24 days into the year so far, but it's already looking promising. Um, aero builds have not slowed down whatsoever. ever. Um, yeah, we're uh, working on the several dozen at the shop now. Yeah. How much of that do you think comes from TikTok? Uh, almost 100%. Almost 100% of it. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. So if you're someone like yourself that's easy on the eyes versus someone like me that people don't want to look at, um, you know, I was thinking about this on the way home. You do a really good job on TikTok and you don't get to 90,000 followers without being able to deliver a message in a way that people can understand or relate. You do a really good job of the videos that you that you put together. Well, I appreciate that. And that's, um, you know, it's really funny, Robbie. You know, six months ago, that that's when I really started messing with TikTok. I, I, I've had an account for probably two years and never really done anything with it. 
But six months ago, actually during our typical slow season, I think it was uh, probably April, June, somewhere around there where I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs. You know, I was like, you know what? I'm bored. I'm going to make a video, see what happens. And one led to the other and 15,000, 20, 30, 40, 50. And I'm like, how much is this is actually real people? That's, that's the first thing I'm thinking. I'm like, how many of these people are actually, you know, real people? And then as the business picked up and the inquiries came in, the emails, the online orders, I'm like, okay, these these are real human beings. Um, <laughs> it's not a robot somewhere, some dude out of bong wong. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what I was, because when I first started doing videos, I was like, and saw how many views I was getting. I was like, there's no way there's that many people out there interested and what I have to say, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. And uh, ninety thousand followers says otherwise. Yeah, and uh, you know, to your point, Robbie. You know, and I, whenever I talk about a product, uh, I, I literally talk to the to the camera like I do to a person that's in my store. Mm-hmm. I try to keep it simple. I try to keep it cordial, and I try to make it make sense because, you know, w- when I started gaining a little bit of traction, I, I said, "Is there not anybody else doing this?" And, and of course there are, but a lot of times us as bow technicians, we get so in depth, we get we get so tedious, we get so carried away that your stereotypical bow hunter who's you know going, only going to shoot his bow one two months out of the year, you start going too in depth on a topic with that guy, he's like oh, I'm out, I, I, this this is too much, this is not what I need. Um, so you, I I guess that's kind of a niche I, I may may not have found is just you know like you said giving uh making it easier for people to relate to have you found it odd because i you know i played around on tiktok a fair amount and the, the account that i'm trying to rebuild is nowhere near where i was um yeah on the account that i lost yeah. i'm talking about pews but do you find it odd talking to the camera when customers are in there, like when you're doing your TikTok lives and you've got customers coming in and out and they're sitting there looking at your phone and like, what, what are you doing, man? Because I, at least I did a few times that I've done it. It's like I had customer, I was on TikTok live for a little bit today and you know, there's customers on the pew pew side of the room and I'm over there talking to my phone. Like there's somebody standing there. Mm-hmm. You know, at first it used to kind of bother me because I'm like, oh man, these people are going to think I'm weird. They're going to walk out of the store. <laughs> but honestly, with as much interaction as I have on my lives, it's it doesn't bother me nearly as bad. And honestly, I just tell people like, hey, I'm on a conference call. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm that, that's right. honestly what I sometimes tell people because they'll look at me. They're like, you want a call? I'm like, yeah, there's a hundred other people right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, that's not a bad way of doing it. Yeah. Um, because one, it makes about. it makes a little bit more sense, and number two, it kind of makes you feel better. Because, I mean, you've got a lot of the same customers I do. You got a 70, 80 year old guy come in, and he sees you talking to your tablet. He's like, "What are you doing?" You don't be like, "You don't want to be like, <laughs> are you okay?" Oh, I'm on TikTok. He's gonna be like, "Uh, tick what? Tick what?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I completely get where you're coming from, and yeah, it it, it was a little, little weird at first, but, uh, but now people come in. And they'll ask, hey, are you TikToking? Hey, are you on live? Are you doing it right now? Or, or hey, I, I saw you were on live. I drove up here. It's like, really? <laughs> yeah, we were doing a test last night. And unfortunately, the way I thought I was going to be able to do the audio side of this is not record. It's recording me, but I does, it doesn't look like it's picking you up. 
Um, but we, you know, we tested this last night and we were talking while about you being at the ATA show and, and people coming up to you and wanting to take pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine what that's like. I'm, you know. It was, um, very humbling and it, it let me know that I guess I'm doing the right thing as far as what people want to see. Um, I mean, I was, you know, delightfully shocked at how many people said, Hey man, lo- love your content, love your stuff. You, you might have to take a picture. Sure. <laughs> yeah. If it, means, if it means that much to you, absolutely. Um, it's like, uh, <laughs> this morning I'd been in the shop an hour and a, uh, I was actually working on emails. Guy come, comes over and says, I think I've seen you on TikTok. I'm like, no, you didn't. He goes, oh, really? I'm like, no, you probably did. He goes, yeah, I, th- I thought so. You do the bow stuff. I said, yeah. About 30 minutes later, another guy comes in talking about arrows. And some of the questions he was asking, almost like he was like fact-checking me about what I've said <laughs> in the past. And uh, I, I, you know, I was going along with it, you know, answering his question. He goes, so how many people have you come in uh, – uh, how many people have come in today asking for Botox? I said, well, you're the second one in an hour. <laughs> See, I told you, you're the most famous person that I have in my phone. And I'm, you know, a lot like you, I'm sure I've been fortunate. And I've got to know some, some people that have been pretty successful. I mean, you know, Super Bowl ring or Super Bowl ring wearing gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some guys that are in the hunting industry that have pretty successful television shows and or youtube channels dude hands down you're by far the most famous person that i know and it happened by accident yeah <laughs> and i guess you know i guess I guess that's how it you know typically happens from what i've been told but right. it's crazy because you're no different than the rest of us you're just you know a georgia redneck that likes to that's play what with i keep technology. telling people yeah I, I tell you the funniest thing about this whole ordeal is when people come in the shop and they are shocked to see me in there building arrows, restringing bows, cutting <laughs> arrows, sweeping the floor, taking out the trash. They're like, you work what? here? I'm like. So this is not a joke or it's not a ploy? Yeah, you know, you're really it, here? It, yeah, it's it, which to me is hilarious because it's like, I promise you TikTok, does, I mean, TikTok helps generate the sales through the store, but it doesn't pay the bills. Um, right. Nope, I'm still there anywhere from five to six and a half days a week, 362 days a year. You got any hunts planned for the upcoming year? Yeah. Uh, me and my buddy Zach Rushing are uh, supposed to go to Kansas. I got to get some details from him. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, he, dude, uh, I shouldn't have ate so much so fast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same here, homie. Uh, and then pounded a bush light after that. But uh, we're supposed to go to Kansas. Um, as far as that goes, I don't know of any other um, – um, plan hunts because i didn't go on any trips this past year uh neighbor three years three years uh three miles down the road shot the deer i was after uh about a nice 135 typical eight pointer and congratulations to him yeah but i guess it happens it's part of it it is man it is better than better than being hit by a car or something i reckon yeah, and uh, and I've been telling everybody the same thing. I'm like, you know, I'd be really would have been really ticked off if it, the deer got shot last year after I passed it up three times, versus this year when I was actually saying, okay, this deer's it's time for this his, this sucker to get shot. Um, and you know, the way I look at it, look at it is if it's good enough for me to shoot, it's good enough for anybody to shoot. Yeah, that's a fact. Well, I'm gonna jump into a couple of questions. We I was fortunate enough to get asked by yourself to 
partake in bows and brews, which is something that you do on TikTok Live in the evenings. What days mm-hmm. do you do that? Tuesdays and Thursdays? It kind of varies. I try to do it Mondays and Thursdays typically, but it depends on what we got going on. And honestly, it depends on how much free time I have. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the things that we talked about in that TikTok Live, I, I guess it was Monday, was how do you see 2024 going for your shop? And then I'll kind of, you know, follow along after you. Yeah. So uh, first things first, it's election year. So that's always a uh, a wave to ride. Um, who's going to win? Who's going to do better for the economy? Um, who's going to make people feel more comfortable to spend money is basically what it comes down to. Um, as of right now, with the uh, brands that we've secured in the shop, I'm excited to see what 2024 does. Um, we started with Sitka last year as a first-year dealer. And uh, actually, excuse me, year before, I apologize. Um, but this year, we're really expanding a lot more. It's That brand has done phenomenal for us. Badlands has really helped a lot. Uh, we secured Darton, uh, Darton dealership. Um, I've been delightfully surprised at how many of those bows we've sold in a short period of time. Um, I'm not getting my hopes up terribly on Darton yet because I have brought new brands in where I sell a bunch of them really fast and then they kind of taper off. So I'm curious to see if it, you know, stays steady or if it kind of tapers off. Overall, um, I'm excited that, you know, uh, shipping seems to be doing a lot better in our industry. Uh, uh, That's a fact. Yeah. And compared to COVID, if you've ever been, uh, you know, back in the COVID days, that was, we, we might as well just uh, locked our doors and, you know, went camping. Yeah. We were fortunate at Ace that we had product on the shelves because if you didn't have it, especially when you got into August, there was no getting nope. it for the most part. Nope. You were not getting it. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like 2024 is going to be a, another great year. Um, hopefully we continue to grow and, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you see the same thing going for your shop. Hope it keeps growing down there for you, brother. And it has, and we've been extremely blessed. Um, I guess we're in our third year now, a little after, I guess we've been in business now three years. So we're three plus, um, cause we yeah. started in 2020, December of 2020. I've got a very similar outlook. You know, I do feel like the election the election is going to play a part now it'll be later in the year um but depending on how caucuses go and and you know pre-election polls and whatnot i think that'll kind of help build or take away from some excitement that may be there may not be there Mm -hmm. so i think that'll kind of help i'm very intrigued with the new products that have come out I'd like to see a couple manufacturers, one in particular, and I'm not going to go into a, you know, a bashing session, but I'd like to see some one particular brand be able to to produce some product a little quicker. Um, Probably and, and once Matt used to ship him his bows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I'll say I don't, <laughs> don't want to get into a pissing contest or, nah, or a bashing nah, session, but, you but, know. But I mean, it's not just you. I mean, that's it's. Across the board, as far as Matthews dealers goes, uh, from what I've been told, uh, for anybody listening to this, uh, I myself am not a Matthews dealer, um, but I have a lot of contacts who own shops that are Matthews dealers. And it's kind of like what Robbie says. It's just they they can't produce them fast enough, which is a good problem to have for Matthews, bad problem to have for shop owners. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. And 
with that being said, and we kind of talked about it the other the other night, if they stay in the position that they're in, I do see some of those sales shifting potentially to other brands. So that's not necessarily a horrible thing, but I'd like to see it a little better. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited, man. I, we're, we're steadily growing. Our market here where I'm at now in, in Leesburg, Albany area is so much different than where, when I was in social circle, uh, the, the, the residential household income is, you know, a little less. It's, it's just a different market. So I'm still learning that market. Our average ticket price is less than what I'm accustomed to. But, you know, I'm still learning it and I'm, I'm excited now that we've been in business three years. We've built a decent platform. People are starting to know us when they think of archery or hunting related items. You know, we're now kind of in that thought. Oh man, I need to run the shivers and and pick up some some you know some cover scent or some yeah. tinks or broadheads yeah. or whatever some ammo you know because we sell if it's hunting related we sell it. Well, that's but, uh, you know, that's that's what you want, man. Uh, obviously, I've been there, done that. I mean, we started literally selling true timber camouflage, custom made duck calls, and. That's really about it. And then we, you know, went into Drake and more and decoys and, you know, catering more to the waterfowl. Cause when I, when we, when our store, uh, first made its appearance, that's, that was kind of the tail end of the duck dynasty gurus mm-hmm. where everybody and their mama was duck hunting, buying as much stuff as they could to stay warm. And so that helped us generate a lot more sales too back in the day. Now you mentioned that you got Sitka. That's been a good brand for you. Mm-hmm. How does their internet sales affect you? And we've talked about bringing Sitka in. You know, it is a pretty substantial opening order from what I understand. Now, I tried to call and email and I've yet to be able to get a response from them guys. But when they drop and or when they do these sales like they did this, you know, this past Christmas at 40% off, do, do you notice that that affects you inside the store any at all? No, because we match that sale. Yeah, that's the um, only way to combat it. it. It is because I would much rather, you know, the customer come into my shop and buy it for that percentage versus coming to my shop, try it on to make sure he gets the right size and go home and buy it off their website for that percentage. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfectly good sense. And it's a line that we've we've talked about bringing in. If I could get them to call me back or answer a text or an email, it would help, you know. And I got the number from you, hmm. and I still have yet to be able to get any kind of response from them whatsoever. Interesting. Yeah, I, what, I remember sending you the guy's contact information. I was wondering. I, I haven't seen you post or talk about it, so I figured either you decided not to bring it in or something happened. Yeah, I just, I just. For whatever the reason, I don't know why. I just I can't seem to get any kind of response from them. Mm-hmm. Maybe because there's one, you know, there's a dealer an hour or so from us. I don't know if that's it or or what the deal is, but you know, I'll try it and I'll try again. But yeah. at least I'd like to, you know, be told no. You're too close to said dealer. You know, you know, we're not yeah. going to open another dealer versus not getting anything at all. Yep, I got you. Another question. What is a common issue that customers present to us as techs? Um, common issue would be 
it's a very broad question or uh, I could have a very broad answer. I think the most common issue is, and I of course mean this politely, is that they don't necessarily know what they need. And, you know, a lot of times they use the wrong terminology or, you know, maybe they're confused about what they think is the problem versus what is the problem. Um, you know, that's that's really the most common issue, especially over the phone. Lord have mercy, Robbie. Oh, yeah, dude. You ain't telling me nothing, brother. Oh, my brother. goodness. And, you know, we, we certainly don't, you know, discourage people from calling. But at, at the same time, there's only so much we can do over the phone. And, mm-hmm. you know, about usually about 60 seconds into the conversation, I usually just, you know, tell the customer politely, you know, be better off if you just brought it in and let me get hand, hands on and get a visual of what you actually need. Yeah, it's it's hard to diagnose a problem over the phone when you're not looking at the actual problem a yep. lot of times. Yeah, and I and, and I'll you know I'm right there with you. Uh, the other thing is the customer doesn't always know what they need, but they also don't know what they want a lot of times. And they um, also don't realize what it may or may not cost. <laughs> yeah, and which I don't really I don't I don't know that I see that as a problem. I do see it where it's an opportunity for me to give them a couple of different options mm-hmm. price wise. Um, so you know, that was one of the questions that you proposed or, or asked the other night. So I'm just flipping it back on you. Hey, come on with it. What is one important or, or what is more important to the consumer brands or what is more important to the consumer brands or relationship with the shop? It depends. I, I truly believe that a, a good customer service is going to win every time at the end of the day. Uh, I really do believe that. You are going to have your guys that are brand specific, and if you don't have it, they're not going to buy it, no matter how much they do or don't like you. Um, but when you can have both, you, you become a powerhouse. Um, I mean, I, I mean, that's there's just no – because – I. I the emails I get, Robbie, from all over the country, uh, I am one state shy of having to ship arrows to every state in the country, by the way. What, what state is that? Alaska. We, all right, folks. We I need, need some, somebody. I need somebody, some Eskimo to, to send me their address. <laughs> <laughs> all they want is a half dozen Black Eagle Outlaws at 28 and a half carbon to carbon. Somebody from Alaska sends Scotty an order. <laughs> so he can so he can cross that fiftieth off the list. Uh, all I, I've I've done all all the other ones. Forty nine states. Alaska's the last one. But um, but basically, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, what's what's better, customer service or brands? But mm-hmm. when it, when it comes down to it, you know, a, a customer's gonna buy what he wants. But a lot of times, especially in a small town scene like what we have, and kind of what you have too, you're gonna build a relationship with your customers directly, and you know they're gonna. Uh, try to give you every dollar that they can because they like you and you've earned that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned this, what I'm fixing to say, from a good friend of mine that I worked for many years ago. And it stuck with me ever since he said it. And it's in his tagline um, in his up under his logo and his business, his business logo and his customer service is priority number one. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, I try to treat 
our customers as if it were me on the other side of the counter because I know what it feels like to be that guy on that side of the counter because I was one for a long time. Yep. All right, you got to go to the ATA. I didn't go this year. Um, you got to go. Mm-hmm. What is? Give me a couple items that you saw, or a couple, you know, products that you saw at the ATA that maybe not blew your mind, but it was like, all right, I got to have some of them. Well, the number one product that I saw at ATA that I was like, I gotta have it. Actually, there was there was kind of two products, but. Same company, but the number one product I saw that I was like, I'm getting a lot of those, didn't even come out at ATA. It's been out for a year, and it's the October Mountain Fletching Jig. The OMP jig? Huh? That OMP jig? Yeah, yeah, OMP, October Mountain. Yeah, isn't that right? October Mountain? October October Mountain products, yeah. Okay, I'll just make sure I said it right. Um, That thing is phenomenal. Uh, Really excited about that, but uh, like I said, it's been out for a year, so... Uh, I didn't really, I had seen it, but I never really met, got hands on with it. So I never really thought anything about it, which is kind of a good thing. Cause apparently they had a finishing, like the finish on the jig. Uh, they had an issue with that last year. So nobody got any, even if you already paid for them. Um, so they're addressing that this year. Uh, as far as, um, now is that an item not before you go any further? Is that an item that you're going to stock and sell or is that just going to be a store use thing? Uh, starting off, it's going to be a store use thing, but, uh, considering the price point, I'm considering stocking it. What does that jig sell for? Do you know? I want to say you're looking at about a buck 20, give or take $10. Retail? Retail. Oh. Yeah. So just a little more than a bit, but, you know, considerably less than the last chance. Yeah. Did you get, you got to fletch some arrows on it if I remember correctly from your TikTok. Yep. Yep. I got to flash some arrows on it. The, uh, the magnet magnet on that thing is what impressed me and, uh, the fellow that I was with Dustin. Uh, cause if he, if you've ever flashed with really any jig, uh, specifically a bits, if you're running tack veins, one of my favorite veins on planet earth, because they're so tough. Well, one of the reasons they're so tough is because they don't flex like a lot of other fletching. So when you push those onto an arrow shaft, you really need to hold down your bits of murder with both hands to make sure you get a good contact on that surface. Because of the magnet on the October mountain, you don't, once you snap it, push it down, take your hand off. Um, Yeah. Go make, go make some coffee, go make some dinner, come back. That thing is not moving. A little bit, a little bit more ease of use. As far as setting the jig, because on the bits, you got your knob up top and knob up bottom. You turn them to uh, cant the jig or cant the clamp left and right. A um, little bit easier on that, uh, on the uh, OMP jig. Um, and I actually pulled the the uh, engineer aside. I was like, hey, man, I won't tell anybody. But is that an AAE knob on that thing? He's like, no, what's, what's an AAE knob? I'm like, oh, my God, you are an engineer. <laughs> Yeah. Now I've got AAE knobs in all our bits, jigs. Well, I was about, I was actually going to order some until I got a hold of that one and it felt just like the AAE, dude. Well, I mean, if you can get the OMP jig, then you won't need the knobs for your bits, jigs. Right. That's, that's, that's it. That's exactly it. But, um, so that was, uh, that was my favorite product, um, which a lot of people will be like, man, that's boring. Well, if you fletch air as much as we do, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, 
Um, as far as other products go, um, another one I was really excited about was the, uh, the grit series from tethered saddles. Uh, now, what retail- is that exactly? So the grit series is a retailer exclusive product from tethered. Uh, you cannot buy it direct from tethered. They'll show it on their website. And then when you go click to buy, it's going to send you straight to your nearest dealer. Oh, that's sweet. Yes. Um, they are only available in bottomland right now, which that's even sweeter. That's, that's good. If, if there was a pattern I, I would go with, and this is coming from somebody who doesn't even wear bottomland, it would definitely uh, have been bottomland. They did good with that. I do wish they would come out with a solid and I think they're working on it. All right. But, that's definitely that, one, which, you know, I've, I've talked with Billy about that, which is our, our tethered sales rep here locally. And I've heard about it and I may have even got to see it, but I'm really excited about that one as well. Cause I think that's going to put a, not a dampener, if you will, on the other tethered saddles, but that one's because it's very price point oriented. If I remember correctly, is it not? I want to say it's 300 bucks. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and for that you get, Y'all do not quote me, but I'm going to go out on a limb. Obviously, you get the saddle. It comes with two haulers, and I want to say it comes with the uh, ropes as well. Don't quote me on the ropes. I know, obviously, you get the saddle and the haulers, um, but all that for 300 bucks. So, And you've gotten into saddle hunting this year, and so have I. I, was, I dabbled in it a little bit last year, but I've gotten a lot more in-depth with it this year. How is or Do you stock? saddles in at feathers and antlers absolutely and how well is saddle sales done for you in the shop uh they kind of like sitka they it blew my mind how people come in and knew exactly what it was knew exactly what they wanted straight to the register here's my american express no questions asked because it's not a cheap endeavor to get to dive off into when you buy um you know platform and and the saddle itself and then sticks if you if you go that route i mean you can spend several hundred dollars on a good saddle setup yep if you uh if you have absolutely nothing for your saddle setup and you're buying everything from scratch from tethered you're you're looking at over a grand out the door mm-hmm. and people do i mean i couldn't believe i mean robbie we we brought it in very lightly cuz we're like this is a lot of money and we did too. We reordered, I want to say six or seven times. It was. Yeah. We didn't know. We didn't reorder that frequent, but, and I think I, not, market's not the way to right way to put it, but you know, our terrain's a lot different. We got you know, several places. It's got hundred plus acre fields. Yeah. That's not a saddle type environment you know exactly and that, that's i was about to say that you you y'all don't have as many trees as we do <laughs> oh we got plenty of trees don't get me wrong but you know we've got several places where you could shoot a deer at 600 yards if you were you know good enough to do it yeah and those type of setups i don't think would be beneficial to a saddle i mean that's more of a box stand or you know a, a ladder lean to on a tree or something like that but we do have places where you know you can use them and of course I do as myself. So there's definitely a market for it for us here with that, but nothing like it is up there where, yeah. you know, a lot more woods, a lot less fields. Well, also, I don't know what your public land is where you're at, but 
I mean, Lake Russell WMA, which is, I want to say, 30,000 acres, is 20 minutes from my shop. And then we got Wilson Shoals on top of that. Um, then we got Hartwell WMA. I mean, there's, I, Rob, I'll, I'll say there's probably sixty to seventy thousand dollars of public, uh, 60, sixty seventy thousand acres of public land, mm-hmm. all within an hour and a half, two hours of me. I'm gonna grab a beer. Yeah, go for it. And while while he's doing that, of course, it, those of you that are in and around the Leesburg area, you know that we've got public land. I mean, we've got Chickasaw Hatchie, and we've got. Albany Nursery, we've got Elmadale, we've got Hanahatchee. Uh, there's one outside of Americas. I can't quite remember the name of that one. But we've got public land here, too, and a saddle would benefit you and and own those kind of places. But where Scotty's at, there are a lot more woods, a lot less ag. Uh, their terrain is a lot more hilly than ours is. We're a lot flatter here than what where he is, so... You know, there, he has a lot bigger market, so to speak, for the saddle hunting game. But we do too here in Leesburg. And I have found in the shop that, you know, we've sold, we sold more in the shop than I thought we would. Now, of course, I'd like to, to sell some more, but we did pretty well with it. And I'm excited about this new tethered saddle that Scotty was speaking about. I have been able to put my hands on it. I did get to see it. And it's going to be a, a heck of a saddle for 2024. Yeah, that that saddle's gonna, you know, for for, for since saddle start saddle hunting got popular, it's kind of been a um uh, a higher end way of hunting, cost wise. And this saddle is gonna allow people who obviously don't want to spend what it typically costs to get into saddle hunting. It's gonna allow those guys to start off and you know figure out they like it if they want to go to a nicer saddle down the road which honestly man that that grid saddle is slick did they say anything about shipping or they you know it's not going to turn into another issue like we were talking about a while ago and again i don't want to get into brand bashing or anything you know um they didn't say um but I would imagine so. Tether went retail for the first time two years ago, three years ago, not long ago. No, no, I think this year was the first time that they had a shot program. Well, was it was it this year? Program. Yeah, okay. I believe so. I, I didn't know if it how many people have been doing it before me, but um, um, I think it really opened their eyes to the quantities they can move as a brand with retailers, and with this being strictly a retail only line. They've got to be ordering, you know, pallets and truckloads of them. I would assume, because I mean, the Phantom and the Lockdown, especially, they did phenomenal for retailers, from what I can tell. Yeah, now the Lockdown was a little harder to get. I've got a Lockdown, and that's yeah. what I'm hunting out of now. Oh, um, see, I got a Phantom because I couldn't get Lockdowns in time for when I need them. That Lockdown is legit, dude. I really like the suspenders on it, and I like the the zippered dump pouches sis haulers, whatever you want to call them. Um, I really like those being made into the saddle and having the zippers like they do. I'm, I'm really excited to actually spend a lot more time in my lockdown this coming year. Cause I got it late this year. So, well, um, I guess we kind of really covered all the questions that I, that I had. I'm not going to go through everything that we went through on your TikTok live the other night, but, um, you got anything off the wall? You said you're you're going to Kansas. 
So uh-huh. you've got that hunt lined up. I'd really like to be able to go back to Texas like we did a couple of years ago. That was a lot of fun. Um, that was a ball, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. And we kind of joked about this the other night on the TikTok Live. It was great. And I ain't going to say that it sucks to shoot well. Not that we shoot well, but I guess we got lucky. You know, we were done in two hunts, both of us. And I think we were the only two guys that didn't get to go home more than two hunts because yep. we were tagged out yep that was uh that was really nice so uh for and we can't listeners. say that it was the prime bows because everybody that was there were shooting, shooting prime bows. Bow. <laughs> so, so for everybody that uh doesn't know uh me and robbie were fortunate enough to go on a hunt trip together with uh that was a uh, paid for sponsored by g5 uh we were out the cost of our um uh travel and that was it uh to go to a uh ranch called the bsr and uh very very south texas very south <laughs> texas like when we rolled up at the liquor store i think you were already there we pulled up and they stopped at a liquor store and they're like you see that direction right there you go like 200 yards and you know the border it's mexico yeah 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 that was kind of wild but uh, we, we were fortunate enough to go to this uh, private ranch that was owned by a gentleman. I can't remember his name. He uh, lives in Mexico. And from what everybody has told me, uh, what George Strait is to uh, country music, that's what he is to Mexican country music, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, or whatever. But whatever. He was a big wig. Or he is a big wig. But uh, they put us up at this lodge, and uh, we were there to hunt javelinas. And for everybody that doesn't know, javelina is not a hog. It's not a pig, uh, even though it, we call them skunk pigs and stuff like that. Uh, kind of find out, and I didn't know this either. They're close, more closer to a rodent. Like I think they're closer to relatives. It's actually a rat. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that either until we got there and started talking with Mitch and those guys. I didn't realize that's what it was. I thought it was, you know, just a different breed of pigs. I thought it was too. I mean, they got four legs, hairy, you know, teeth, little snout. I mean, I thought they were just baby boars but they're not um but anyways uh the way we uh we hunted them was um the guide picks us up in a f-250 with a pontoon boat on top of it so to speak where he <laughs> drives it from the top <laughs> uh a high rack truck loads up you know six or seven of us uh retailers and uh drives around Presses a button, corn shoots at the front, corn shoots at the back, go around these big blocks where each each block's like a couple hundred acres, maybe more. And by the time you come back around, there's javelinas that have come out of the brush into the middle of the road where you drove by, you know, 40 minutes earlier eating the corn. And you basically stalk up to them. And as long as the wind's right, you pretty much have a good opportunity. And, uh, you know, your shot could be anywhere from 15 yards to 60 yards, depending on your comfort and how how uh uh aggravating those particular javelinas are being but yeah me and robbie uh it was like a five-day trip me and robbie got it done i think within like 24 48 hours and we uh sat on the back porch and drank tequila the rest of the trip while everybody else went and shot pigs <laughs> or, yeah, or, or we rode around watching them do it yeah that's um, it i actually filmed a couple of guys that after i was done uh you know my first one did you ever see the picture of mitch laying in the culvert pipe i did it i need I to find it. that and send it to you the first one that i shot was at like 30 yards and 12 ringed it 
and those things you got to aim on them a little different than I really thought. You shoot them far further forward than I would have imagined. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're like shoot them in the strike. So the first one I shot, I shot it in the strike. And you know, Texas isn't known, or at least South Texas isn't known for a lot of rain. Mm-hmm. So culvert pipes under roadways are not something that you know you see a lot of, or at least I didn't. Well, the first javelina I shot crossed the road and then run in our direction and run into the culvert pipe that crossed under the road right where we were standing and mm-hmm. died or, or and stopped. Well, we thought he was dead. Well, Mitch jumps down there, and you know Mitch is like four foot tall. And weighs like 105 pounds. He was the only one that could fit in the pipe to reach into there and get the javelina out. Well, he starts dragging the javelina out. And by the time he comes out of the pipe, it starts moving. I come to full draw and I'm like like three yards and shoot him a second time. But that was wild. I need to find that picture of Mitch halfway in the pipe, halfway out of the pipe. Yep. Oh, Mitch. Yeah, I saw him at ATA. He hadn't changed one bit. What'd y'all call him? What was he, the uh, wish version of Morgan Wallen? Yeah, uh, Make-A-Wish Morgan Wallen. Make-A-Wish Morgan Wallen. He looks just like him. I sent my daughter a picture of him. I'm like, hey, babe, check this out. I'm hunting with Morgan Wallen. And she yeah. really thought it was Morgan Wallen. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, when you were there, that was when uh, Matt Matt uh, Matt Zinger? Mm-hmm. That, that, I say his name? In, into yeah. the High Country? Yeah. Uh, um, when When he was there. Uh, that boy was yeah, pretty good too. Yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. Last year when I went to the ATA, we went to the uh, Badlands Film Festival, mm-hmm. and he had a video in in the in the Badlands Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't hear how that went this year. I I went to that years ago. Well, the last time I went to ATA six seven years ago, and uh, that was that was pretty cool. I didn't I didn't go this year. I I didn't really want to walk around that town any more than I had to. Yeah, from what I understand, it wasn't a, it wasn't the most pleasant place to to walk around. Yeah. I wish I'd have been able to go simply because Jay Maxwell and with his forty six ten productions YouTube channel, he actually had a video in the Badlands Film Festival event, and I'd mm-hmm. like to have been able to go and actually watch that because he's told me about it, but nobody's going to get to see that episode until closer to turkey season. But supposedly, it's a really good episode. Really, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know he had one in there. Have you Have you gotten to know any of those guys, or ever met any of those guys? Jay. Um. So I uh I talked to Jay a little bit a few years ago when I had a bunch of hogs over here. Um, Billy told me he was trying to shoot one with a bow. I said, "Heck, give him my number," and uh, talked to him a couple times, and uh, we never really got it worked out. Uh, for everybody that doesn't know about Jay. Uh, he does work a full-time job. Uh, mm-hmm. Hunting is not his full-time job, contrary to popular mm-hmm. belief. Um, but uh, I did see him at ATA. Um, I was able to speak with him very briefly. He was busy running around, had meetings, and talking to companies and stuff. So I just let him do his thing. But uh, He's an yeah, extremely I, humble I, dude. I, I, he's, he's no different hard. than you and I. Oh, yeah. That's why I could tell. I've actually got it lined up. I'm going to do a podcast with him here. In the coming weeks, he's going on a duck hunt. Once he gets back from the gut from the duck hunt, we're gonna we're gonna do a little podcast. Heck yeah, that's awesome. He's a good fellow. I was really excited when G five picked him up. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think that's 
him him being a part of the brand is going to be good for the brand because he's he's humble, he's loyal, and he's just genuine. I tell you, I don't I don't watch YouTube videos probably like I should, um, but I did come across one of him and his wife that me and my wife were cracking up at is when they went alligator hunting together. Mm-hmm. She had a tag, and you could tell Jay was just a nervous freaking wreck driving the boat, trying to get her on the uh, the gator and this, that, and the other. And and uh, my wife looked at me, and she goes, that's, that, I feel like that's how you would act if me and you were on that boat. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, I can't imagine. I mean, there's got to be some pressure there when you're working for manufacturers like those guys do. There's got to be some pressure there to to you know get the shot on on camera and it's got to be quality um so i'm sure he was a nervous wreck no absolutely well he does a phenomenal job from what i can tell like i said i don't i don't keep up with youtube stuff as much as uh as much as i probably should um you're too popular on tiktok man well (laughs) i uh you know i get a lot of requests to start a youtube channel and uh you know, I've been giving it some thought, and I do think it's potentially in the future. Uh, you know, between tutorial videos, reviews, and of course hunting, because you know, obviously we can't put that on TikTok. I mean, we can, just not the good stuff. Yeah. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize is YouTube. If you do it right, it is a lot of time. Um, yes. Yes. Between getting out there, toting your equipment, like you said, but Jay uh getting a getting the animal in frame getting enough content and then you got to edit it <laughs> then you got to take it off the sd card make it look good but don't make it look too good to where people are like oh this is fake um and then of course upload it and then hope somebody watches it <laughs> right i mean i've got four or five hunts on there from this year four hunts from this year i think and i don't know how many hours i have sitting right here behind this computer editing video and I'm not that good at it. I know enough to be dangerous, and that's about as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. And there's hours upon hours because you, you make a change, and then you watch it. It's like, mm, no, that wasn't the right change. So you undo it, and you, you change it a different way. And finally, like the last couple, it's just been, this is what it's going to be, and this is how it is, and I'm not spending any more time behind this computer for this eight-minute video. Yep, yep. Trust me, been there, done that. I uh, do it. I was going to say, well, we're at about 50 minutes or so. I think we chatted a couple minutes before this thing got started Mm -hmm. um, or before I hit the record button. And I hope everything sounds good and turns out good because, again, I can see on my Adobe Audition that it can hear me, but it doesn't look like it hears you. I probably should have tested that. But hopefully everything sounds good and this thing goes all right and we don't have to do it again. Well, if do it again is because we wanted to do it again, not because we have to do it again. Um, but, uh, take a second and tell everybody where they can find Feathers and Antlers Outdoors and then where they can find you on TikTok if they already don't have you on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just tell us where we can find you. So uh, if you want to find me in my uh, sh- uh, my family-owned shop, uh, you'll, either, you'll typically either see me or my father or both of us there. It's Feathers and Antlers Outdoors. We're in Commerce, Georgia, right off of I-85 in the Tanger Outlet Center. Uh, we do have a website. It's feathersantlersoutdoors.com. You can check out uh, all, pretty much all of our live inventory of what you see on our websites and our store. 
Uh, if you want, if you uh, want to follow me on TikTok, it's uh, Botox seventy seven B O W T O K, and then we also have a uh, Instagram and a new, freshly new started uh, Facebook called Bow Boy. Uh, it's both Bow Boy Instagram and Bow Boy Facebook. And uh, that's where you can get these hats from. Yep, you can find the you can find them in the link tree in my bio. Link tree in my bio. <laughs> so you'll be doing bows and brews tomorrow. Yeah, so tomorrow I got a uh, gentleman who's been keeping up with me, and I've actually been keeping up with him. It's, uh, oh, shoot, fire. I always say his handle wrong. Let me look at it right here. I actually got posted on my story. It is Knocked Up Outdoors. Uh, he's a uh, small shop owner or, or kind of a newer shop owner down in uh, Texas. Uh, I believe his na- uh, first name is Justin. If I'm not mistaken, I'll have to check it out. Uh, but I wanted to bring him on. And then, uh, next, uh, next week, got a couple good ones. Uh, I got, uh, Chef Joe coming on. He's a pretty big Instagram, uh, creator, but he's a big time hunter and obviously a chef. He does a lot of, uh, kill, clean, cook ordeals. Um, Maybe we'll find a good way to cook a backstrap other than the way we've been doing it. Yeah, I know, right? And then, uh, I think the weekend and then, uh, the Thursday after that, I do believe we got, um, uh, I believe he was a finalist on The Voice. His name is, uh, I got too many names. Hold on a second, I'll tell you. He's always on my Instagram. I think it's William Wilson, Walker Wilson. Uh, but he's a big outdoor enthusiast as well, so we're going to have him on. And then I think the last one I got lined up is uh, Heath Anderson. He's another country music singer who uh really big outdoors. So a lot of stuff, a lot of exciting stuff coming on at Bows and Brews. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's it's basically like what we're doing now, only alive um, on TikTok. Um, and you'll definitely see me on there. You'll definitely see Robbie on there again as well. Well, I look forward to it, and I appreciate the opportunity to do it. And I guess this is kind of where we're going to close it out. We're right here at 50 minutes or so now. I uh, just want to thank each and every one of y'all for following along on Chasing It Outdoors here on the Chasing It Outdoors Network. I want to thank Scotty for coming on and being a part of today's podcast which i guess when you listen to this it won't be today it may be tomorrow or whenever but anyway thanks scotty for coming on and being a part of it i will upload this to youtube this is the first time that i've actually videoed a podcast so hopefully that works out hopefully the audio is good scotty appreciate you coming on and 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 being a part of tonight's episode or today's episode or whatever you want to call it and uh maybe we can do it again man (laughs) Maybe we can get to Texas and shoot some more javelinas. Hey, it wouldn't hurt my feelings one bit. I know a guy with a lot of arrows. Yeah, and I know where, can, where they can find them if, if someone else is going either. They can check out Feathers and Antlers in Commerce, Georgia, or they can check out Shiver Outdoor and Archer in Leesburg, Georgia. One of us can get you set up with some some. some That's right. Darts. If you're up north, I got you. If you're down south, Robbie got you. All right, folks. Well, again, we appreciate you following along and listening in. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify and Apple podcast and, uh, till next time, remember to put God first and keep chasing.